Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since two thousand thirteen, Bombas has donated over one hundred million socks, underwear, and T shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over one thousand one hundred and fifty seven days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas dot com slash acast code acast. Hello, I am back. Let's see if I can finally do it. Um, let's see if I can finally talk about the holiday and not spend all the episode talking about the cheap clothes that we have in England. Um, so, well, okay, yes, that was it. That's where we were. I'd taken my parents to a Uniqlo store so they could buy some good quality clothes at a decent price. Um, and we didn't do too much that day. I think on the evening we went to like a Japanese pub. I think is the best way of describing it. Although to be honest, it's absolutely nothing like my image of a pub.、Um, why is that? Pubs, 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 <laughs> pubs in England—they've got this sort of like most of them have like a traditional feel to them. You know, you go in and it feels like it feels a bit old, even if the building isn't that old. It has this sort of like old, relaxed. Feeling to it, I don't know how to describe it. It feels like a pub. You can just walk into, even if you have your eyes closed when you walk into the pub, and then you open them. You, you know, you don't know you're going into a pub.、Um, you'd go in, open your eyes, look around. It's like I'm in a pub. It's really easy to tell.、Um, but we also have bars, and bars are different. Bars are more modern,、um, and they don't look like pubs.、Um, So I think, like this place we went to, like this Japanese pub, it's more like a Japanese bar. But here's where things get really confusing. So, like a long time ago, actually not that long ago, maybe like if you go back to seventies or eighties,、um, pubs in England only served drinks, just drinks. And then at some point, maybe in the around the nineties or like early two thousands, it be they started serving food. It became almost like impossible to find a pub that just served drinks. Actually, there are still a few around. There's one near me that doesn't serve any food really,、um, but it was almost like a requirement. You know, ooh, you're a pub, you have to sell food as well.
Whereas before, it was just a drink. You'd um, maybe you'd come home from work, maybe you'd eat at home, and then you'd go out to the pub, and then you'd drink. You were just there for drinking. Um, oh, you'd, they would always sell snacks, you know, so you could get crisps, you could get salted peanuts, you could get pork scratchings, pork scratchings. Is it scratchings or scratchings? I believe it must be scratchings. Um, but anyway, if you don't know what they are, and I, I imagine you don't, it's like, it's like the the skin of a pig that's fried in oil, and it goes very crispy. And I don't like it, really. I've tried them, and I don't like them. But it's sort of traditional to have like pork scratchings and nuts and crisps for sale in a pub. Oh, and you used to be able to buy cigars as well. Um, not not anymore. Um, but yeah, so it's that's all part of like the the pub atmosphere in England. But in Japan, I don't know if, if that's if there's ever been like a like a Japanese sort of pub that's just for drinking. Every place I go to seems to be. Oh wait, no, that's a bar. I'm thinking of a, some bar that I go to sometimes, and that that's mostly that just that does have just drinks and snacks. That's like a jazz bar though. That's that's an exception. But like a, a typical like sort of Japanese pub, it seems to be like nobody goes there just to drink. Um, like it's always like it's like a restaurant, really. It's like a restaurant where they, you go there to drink alcohol and to eat food. Um, and I remember one on one occasion that I went to one of these sort of Japanese pubs with my wife, and I said. Ah, uh, I don't want anything to uh, eat. You know, I had a big, a big lunch or something. It's like I'll oh, just just buy some drinks and then we'll go home. And she looked at me like I'm crazy. Like what? Like what? What are you? What, just ordering drinks? What's all that about? Um, whereas in England, yes, pubs serve food, but there will still be lots of people who don't go for a meal. I when I go to a pub in England, I I don't always buy a meal. Sometimes I'll I'll have a you know I'll have dinner and then go to a pub. Um, and it's quite, it's depending on where you go, it can be a bit expensive, um, eating out all the time. So, um, yeah, traditionally you just go to a pub, have a few drinks with your friends, go home. So anyway, um, I took my parents to this sort of Japanese pub type thing, which isn't like an English pub at all. Um, and it was small. And to be honest, they're usually always small. Like pubs in England, they can be massive, like huge rooms, absolutely gigantic. Sometimes they'll turn like an old um, cinema into a pub. So you know, like the where where there would have been like a big screen to watch films on, and they'll turn that into a pub. Um, so you can imagine how big that room is. Uh, but in Japan, you get these rooms that are they're like as big as a, a living room in a house, and they they pack in as many seats as possible. So if I, if I put my arm out, right, I, I could touch the person sitting next to me, um, like on the next table next to me, I could touch them. I would probably, I could probably touch the person sitting next to him <laughs> because the, the, uh, they're, they're so close together, all of these tables and chairs and everything and seats. Um, so we went in and I, I could see like the look on my father's face. He was like, this this feels very very intimate. This feels very very close, and he was a bit uncomfortable with it because it is for for um for English people. We don't like sitting so close to strangers. 
we don't like that. We want to sit like far away from strangers. <laughs> Maybe we're a bit unfriendly. I don't know. But um, as the night went on, and as they, you know, as my parents sort of got used to it, the experience of this like a uh, Japanese pub, uh, which is called uh, Izakaya, by the way, um, they got they got used to it and they enjoyed it, and they enjoyed some of the food we had there which was just everything they ate is just something they've never had before um, that you either can't get in England or you can't get in England. <laughs> yeah, you just can't get it in England. Um, now, in in this in this particular Japanese pub thing um, that I went to, on a previous occasion that I'd been there with my wife, uh, this man who was very chatty started talking to us a uh, very very friendly person and he insisted that i tried some of this um whiskey this japanese whiskey and he poured poured me a drink and it was very very nice uh, very good whiskey and uh this same person he bought like a dish he ordered a dish and had it sent to our table and then left before we could say thank you to him um so he was very very nice very kind gesture um but it was interesting <laughs> it was very interesting the thing that he ordered uh it was i don't know if you i didn't did i explain this have i explained this maybe i have maybe i've talked about this kind of thing before but um you're going to have to look up the word cartilage um c a r t l i how do you spell it <laughs> C-A-R-T-I-L-A-G-E, I believe, cartilage. Um, and it's this, like, crunchy bit in between bones, I think. Or maybe it's like a bit that holds muscle onto a bone. I don't know. Anyway, in England, this is the part of the animal that gets thrown into the bin and nobody eats it. Um, and the idea of eating it, like, sometimes you accidentally get a bit of it like it attached to the meat and you chew it and it goes crunch and everyone's like ooh i just got a bit of gristle or i just got a bit of cartilage uh, in my mouth and it makes everyone feel sick when they eat it um and this person <laughs> actually bought us this like this like um it's like a, a skewer like a you know a long piece of wood and it had like bits of cartilage and i think bits of chicken as well pushed onto it so, like, cartilage, chicken cartilage, and chicken thigh or something like that um, mixed together. And I think my parents were just shocked at this. And I was a bit shocked at this, actually, because I've seen, like, small bits of cartilage um, in Japan before. My my wife loves to chew on this, uh, on these small bits of cartilage. Um, but these were huge. These were giant pieces I don't know where which part of the chicken they got them from. Uh, but in the end, we all tried a little. And we all agreed that the flavour was very, very nice. But it was still cartilage. And nobody liked the sort of, like, crunchy... The crunchy sensation. The crunchy-ness to it. Um, so, sadly... Uh, my wife had to eat as many as she could <laughs> because we just couldn't eat them. Um, I don't know. That's just uh, an interesting difference between like English culture and Japanese culture. I wonder like 
what the culture is in your country. Do you do you eat this part of uh, of meat? Do you eat the, the cartilage part of of meat? I don't know, but um, it's it's very hard. Like my father was saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's probably well, I don't know if it's healthy, but you know, it's it's um it's it's edible. You can eat it, but he just couldn't like remove that image uh, in his mind that he's been brought up with, you know, raised with as a child. That like this is the bit you eat. This is the bit you throw in the bin because you can't eat it. That's what we think. Um, and it's very hard to sort of get past that image. Um, I don't think I can. I've tried. I've sometimes like my wife will order something and I'll start eating and it's like, oh my God, it's got, it's got cartilage in, hasn't it? <laughs> it's, che- I can chew the, you know, I can, I can feel that chewy, that crunchy sensation in my mouth. Um, yeah, I just, I don't like it. I don't know if I'll ever get used to it, but um, I don't even want to try, to be honest. <laughs> I just don't want to. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to leave it there for today's episode. Uh, I think I have managed to talk a bit more about the trip. Not too much, but, you know, I've done a lot of talking about, like, food and uh, pubs and... I didn't realise I'd be able to talk so much about England just because of this trip, but I think I will, um, which is great because I, I, you know, I love talking about England to you and uh, explaining about things in England. And this trip has really highlighted so many differences because my parents, you know, it's my, it was my parents' first time in Japan, and they were able to point out so many differences that have become normal to me. Um. So I I should be able to pass that information on to you. And hopefully that'll be really interesting. Right. Until next time, I do hope you have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.